186. And our next topic, hashtag Verse TV 186C, hashtag August Truth, hashtag August Alcina, at Love Darren Fleet, at Durand Bernard, at Gay Magazine. out here on Yolanda Adams' internet line on August Alcina. Y'all up here lying on this man talking about he done announced a boyfriend. Were we watching the same uh, program? Because what I saw was him expressing how he has found love in a way that is helping him heal. And it's personal for him. Since when did finding love and healing become a homosexual thing? This man did not announce a boyfriend. He announced a, a, a new way of loving in his life. Which lets me know, y'all motherfuckers don't know nothing about love and friendship. Y'all don't even know about the beauty and the art about falling in love with your friends. I mean, being in platonic love with another person or people. To the point that you could weep at how much you love that person. You could weep at how much you are proud of them and how much you want better for them and how you want them to excel and to be happy and to... Am I the only one that really don't care that these two like to sword fight in their spare time? No, I'm more concerned with every time I read up on August Alcina, it's always about a damn relationship. He don't do music no more. A mixtape or some, he always in a situation, ain't he? Then you just get yourself out in entanglement. And that ain't the part that behooved me. What behooved me was, after I saw these pictures floating around, I'm starting to question that little entanglement. I said, why would you really over there at them people house? It don't look like he just had the hots for the wife do it. <laughs> and these two look so damn much alike, I thought they was brothers. I thought that he had just found his long-lost sibling or something. I said, he had to go on the y'all to fix my life. If you wanted to date yourself or look alike, all you had to do was get a mirror. You would have saved money and us some time on reading these damn headlines. <laughs> But I guess he loved that shit. Gone, August. The light-skinned lovers in the house. <laughs> okay. So, y yes, right. But both were actually <laughs> hilarious, and I'm not. I'm not. I, I. It still cracks me up when he says Yolanda Adams' internet, because when he first said it, I was like, "What did Yolanda Adams interview him or something?" And then I realized, oh, he's calling it. Yolanda, Yolanda Adams' internet, hilarious. <laughs> and Darren Fleet, also in addition to the Rand Bernard, is hilarious when he was like, you don't do music no more. You just do relationships on TV. Anyway, but yeah. Let me go ahead. Yes. So my initial reaction was, Honestly, I did not see it for August Alcina initially when he first came out. I didn't see his for looks before. I was like, okay, he's musical from New Orleans. I dig that. I did not see it for his looks at all. 
But now, oh my gosh, there's some, there must be something about crossing 30 that gives you that extra, uh, because yes, yes. And um, it's kind of like, I, I compare it to, ironically, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith. I did not see it for Will Smith when he was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I just did not. But now in his adulthood, yes. Okay. Anyway, but um, what I'm saying is may, may, maybe he's doing it as a stunt. You know, maybe he's a, a stunt queen, as some would say, and just trying to get people talking. But I feel that it's a worthwhile conversation. And just like in our Trevor Noah clip, hetero men don't get enough platonic man-to-man -man without society <clears throat> questioning their sexuality, questioning their reality and all of that because they have love with another man. It doesn't have to always be romantic love. And that's why, because when I first saw it and I saw that they just did a hug, I was like, where's the kiss? Y'all ain't, ain't talking about coming out without a kiss, are you? But it's platonic love and I, I I think it's beautiful that um yes maybe it's his boyfriend but maybe it's just platonic love and that's revolutionary and of its men being able to platonically love another man hold another man talk have an and maybe that's what he's talking about because he he's been through a lot. And to have a man that can hold him and talk to him and listen to him cry and all of that stuff. Maybe that's what he means. And that's something that he loves. And society finally fully embracing um, man to man, hetero man, man to man platonic love is a beautiful thing. And it can have far effects. The the man. Um, I, I I don't need to reiterate. Basic complexity. All right. Okay. So, with this, I want to make something very very clear. Um. And. I am completely open to anyone pointing out when August specifically said that he was gay because I never saw that. Um, to the best of my knowledge, he never said it. Um, nor did he kiss the guy. So all that him coming out sounds like really just assumptions and no proof. 
and that's what I have. I will take a one minute before my uh, statement. It uh, reminds me, um, well, I, I won't say exactly that, but I will say this. People will misconstrue somebody as being gay often. Now, granted, just like we were just talking about with all the letters in the community, you know, it, we welcome you. If you are, come on in. But don't come on in on a lie. You know, like if you are, and you are now like, you know what, I want to live my truth. We welcome you. LGBTQIAP, um, all the, the alphabet mafia, right? We welcome, you. we welcome you. If that's your truth. If your truth is a heterosexual man, that's your truth. We welcome that. Be an ally, okay? Anyway, but... um. My one sentence is non-family man-to-man platonic love is still new age and revolutionary. Sigh. But let's keep on pushing that ball forward where man-to-man love, platonic love can be something that goes along with uh, a common thing. Basic complexity, your one minute and your one sentence. Okay. Um, you can tell someone that you love them without it being romantic. Um, for example, I have a younger godmother and we, whenever we speak on the phone, we always in the conversation with love you. I mean, I'm pretty sure I said it to my male best friend at least once. Um, and it's just laying that out out there. So it's no surprise and it never should be at least with my friends. Basic complexity, what's your one sentence? Uh, um, you could tell someone that you love them without it being romantic, just being platonic. And our closing topic is hashtag verse TV 186D hashtag still divorce practice at Jay Alderton at Achieving Greatness Now. For me, I don't want to fuck around, not at 40 years of age. I want to know what someone's intentions are. I want to know what someone's future is. I want to know what someone's next 10 years looks like. And if, say, a person thought that was a bit too kind of controlling and serious, that person can fuck off. Because life's too fucking short for games, especially as you get older. The concept of what we call dating um, is 
honestly uh, practicing divorce. It's like getting with people to then figure out if you kind of want to be with them and then you get out of it. And then we're taught, like, as young people, like, try it as many times as you want to until you find the one. But what you've done is you've formed unknowingly a habit of getting into things and getting out of them. Oh, wow, I've so, never heard anyone say that. So what ends up happening is when you get into a marriage and you're like, they're better than everybody else, and oh my God, I love them, and they bought me the right <laughs> ring, and you go all that other stuff. When it gets tough, you're like, the first reflex I know to do is get out of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, first off, I fully agree with the guy who more or less said that when you reach 40, life is life is too short for games. Um, and yeah, as someone who isn't far from 40 at all, <laughs> I can certainly say that I completely agree. And that's it. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. My initial response is I'm not a fan of. Wait, my initial response is I don't have time for children's games. Just, I guess, we. <laughs> and while I don't like it when people put time requirements on romantic accomplishments, <laughs> like, by a certain age, I must be dot, dot, dot. I, I must have this, that, and the third romantically by this age. I'm not a fan of that, but I am 39 years old, and I do I do want my one. I, I do want to have my one, and not because I'm 39, but because I, I, I feel ready. You know, and I, I, I understand things that I didn't understand before. I understand them now. You know, it took me a very long time, but I'm here. Um, as for practicing divorce, wow, he is right. And we throw people away until it seems to work. We, we just cycle through, throw people away until it seems to work. And this was happening even before the internet. Like people talk about the internet, online dating makes it feel like you have infinite options. But even real world dating has people feeling like they can just cycle through. It, see, it's wrong next, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know how to modify it though. Like maybe have more practice on conflict resolution with people at a young age. I don't know, but he, he is absolutely right. And that is certainly huh, what I would do, you know, throw people away um, <laughs> in the dating thing if it's not 100% perfect because it doesn't feel like it's what's meant to be if it's not 100% perfect. And maybe removing concepts like that from popular media. But people like seeing stuff like that. And mm -hmm. that gets tickets sold. So 
I don't know. Basic complexity. What's your one minute followed by your one sentence? One for one, the guy makes a very valid point when he says that dating is somewhat practicing for divorce. In these days, it's kind of true. <laughs> um, and speaking as a child of divorced parents, um, I can't say I understand his point fully. My one sentence is I am. I am not a fan of the romantic timeline requirement, but I feel I've learned a lot and huh, I've learned a lot over the and Britney Spears. I think I'm ready now. I think I'm ready now. You know, uh, anyway, do you know that song, Basic Complexity? Mm. Off the top of my head, I don't think so. Perhaps I, I should have delivered it with different um, accentuation. <laughs> but um, it's when she said, I think I'm ready now. I think I'm ready now. Baby, can't you see Oh, man. A guy like you should wear a one and you're dangerous. I'm balling. You know what? It, it's so interesting. Reach the end of the show. Sir? Huh? It sounds extremely familiar. Toxic. Thank you. You're toxic. I'm slipping under. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, it, it, it's a mi are, are, are we going to make this closing uh, free topic about Britney Spears? Because I I, I can. <laughs> Like hey, when Britney Spears came out, huh? I said, let's go. When Britney Spears first came out, and I have talked to Uber drivers and friends and just anybody who's willing to listen about this, Britney Spears actually used to sing her butt off when she first came out. She did. Mm -hmm. But she, and I get it, people develop a sound that works and people sort of fall into having to maintain that sound. But um, when Britney Spears first came out, like one of my, and I believe I can classify this as one of my favorite songs ever from her first album, From the Bottom of My Broken Heart. <laughs> you remember that song? Uh Definitely remember the name. I just 
Can't remember how it goes. From the bottom of my broken heart, there's just a thing or two I'd like you to know. You are my first love. You are my true love from the first kiss. And e even like her ability to go from chest voice into head voice. Like mm -hmm. she was doing it up back then. She was doing it up. Anyway, and even a lot of, I'll hold my peace on that. But yeah, <laughs> to say she was doing a, a lot of good stuff. And on her second album, I remember when it first came out. Do you remember her second album? I um are what are the singles over that album? Oops, I did it oh. again your heart. Yeah, like wasn't she doing it up back then? Hey. And I still remember on um back back because making the video MTV's making the video was popular back then, and that's something people used to do. Right. And uh I still remember the guy who directed it, whatever his name is, talking about that scene that Britney Spears did on her back with her skirt and her knees up. And uh, on the floor, well, of course, she was on her back. And uh, the camera came from above, and it was turning, and, and the uh, director. And the, the, I get where Mad TV got their uh, jokes from. But um, he was like, this is the scene that all of the young boys in high school are going to go crazy over. <laughs> and I remember watching that, and I was watching him say that, and I was like, yeah, I'm really not a heterosexual man. I'm sorry. That doesn't do it for me. But I, I, I get it. Y'all heterosexuals out there because some heterosexuals listen to us too. Y'all heterosexuals, if that was doing it for you back in high school, way to go, you know? But that wasn't doing it for me. But um, another thing, I, I still remember... I don't know who was doing the uh, background vocals, but one of Britney Spears' background vocals was uh, background vocalists would always sing her butt off. Mm. And um, she'd have the higher note. And um, for example, with Oops, I Did It Again, which starts off with Oops, I did it again. Like she would have the, and I would hear her screaming, and I'm like, yeah. She'd be like, oops, I did it. And like, she'd be way up there. Suffice it to say, um, my nose is getting a little stuffy as I go on. But um, yeah, Britney Spears was amazing. I used to call, and I, I hate to say was amazing. Like, I'm sure she could still do it if she wanted to. She, her popular albums don't really show that. I think that she kind of did a little bit on the uh, 
Britney Jean album. Do you remember that? Now this is getting real deep. That I don't. Yeah, that it, it wasn't a, a huge success, but um, it, it was one of her more recent albums. I would say like 2015. Echo, when did Britney Spears release the album Britney Jean? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, 2013. Hmm. But yeah, anyway, but um, she was doing a different kind of singing on the oh, you might remember this. Um, this was the uh single off that album, I think. I think it was uh, you want a Maserati? You want a big body? You better work, bitch. Dun, 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 dun. You don't remember work, bitch? Yes. Yes, yes. You better work, bitch. But, <laughs> maybe I'll make a song from that album, my new song, <laughs> new-ish song one day, because 2013 is new enough. But um, anyway, yeah. Uh, but, sorry. Did you have anything extra you wanted to say, friend? <clears throat> Nothing in particular. All right. So, um, yeah, Britney Spears. She, oh, I, I did want to say this, sorry. I used to playfully call her Oops, I Did It Again album, her I Can Hit the High E Above Middle C 2 album because Britney Spears came out with, um, not I'm Your Baby Tonight, um, Hit Me Baby One More Time, Baby One More Time. Then Aguilera came out with her album, I think it was self-titled. Maybe it was called yeah. Reflection. It was. I think it was self-titled. Wait, you, uh, you, you know, tell me. What? The album was, her debut album was self-titled. Gotcha. Yeah, Reflection was on that album. And um, yeah. everybody... Reflection. Maybe. was a song on the album, but it was also part of like, the soundtrack for, is it Mulan, I think? Yep, Mulan. Yeah. And everybody made a big deal because she hit the high E above middle C. And everybody was like, yeah, you know, Christina Aguilera can sing because she hit that high E above middle C. And that's the same note as something by Whitney Houston. And um, everybody loved it. And Britney Spears' next album, Oops, I Did It Again, she, I playfully call that her high E above middle C album. Because like every other song, she was belting that note. Like, I can hit that too 
it's not just her, but it, it was too far. I don't want to say it was too far gone, but people, even JC Chassez from NSYNC was like, back in the days, like, people are sleeping on Britney Spears' voice. Y'all need to not, we need to not sleep on Britney Spears' voice. She can actually sing. But, and she tried with that Oops, I Did It Again album. But the next album was, uh, I Know You Know, Your Fellow 83, Baby. This was our heyday. Not our heyday. But, um, <laughs> yeah. This, um, it was, no, In the Zone was her fourth album. And In the Zone is what had Toxic. Her third album was... That third album. <laughs> it had the song, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Well, what the heck? Alexa. <laughs> What was Britney Spears' third album name? Church. Current members now get more music with 100 million songs there. So not good. Request any album you like, and I'll mix it in with similar music. Shuffling Britney, digital deluxe version. No, Britney Spears no, tracks no. On Amazon Music. Oh, God. Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. No, that, that's it. No, Alexa, off. Oh. Alexa, stop. Alexa, volume two. All right, yeah. Alexa, off. No, but that was correct. That was her third album. Her third album was entitled Britney, and that was from her third album. Oh. <laughs> because that was her duet with her. Uh, we're just about at an hour, so we don't have to go deep into it. But, uh, <laughs> For like to stop. Then boyfriend Justin Timberlake. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, those days. Last <laughs> thing that I, I want to share about that album. So that album came out as I was entering freshman year in college. And <laughs> I still remember. I I was so gay, but like not <laughs> low key. I low key. That's a good way to put it. Low key. <laughs> because I remember in the dorm room singing that song, I'm not a girl, yet not uh not yet a woman. Mm -hmm. Top of my lungs, but I would sing it as I'm not a boy. Not yet a man. And th th that's what I would do at the top of my lungs in that dorm room. And uh, <laughs> my roommate was away. 
but I'm sure it's still echoed through the halls. But um, <laughs> Drew Hall represent everybody. Anybody who's gone to Howard knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, but um, yes. So are we ready to wrap up? <laughs> yeah. This has been week 186. I'm Aaron Mack, and you are watching Hashtag Verse TV, listening to Hashtag Verse TV, Hashtag V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V. We're all over social media. I don't need to do the Ask Jeeves joke again, but we're all over social media, and I'm Aaron Mack. You can find me, Aaron Mack, at versetv.com. That's A-A-R-O-N. M-C-K at V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V dot com. And again, we're all over social media. Basic Complexity, where can we find you and email you? <clears throat> um, um, basic Complexity, a.k.a. Kevin, um, I can be found at Basic complexity at verse tv dot com. Um, also, and really, just out of curiosity, I like the videos. I'm on TikTok also. Um, leave. Uh, same name, basic complexity. Also on Instagram, it same thing, basic complexity, and that basic complexity. It's like take two words, merge them together. Basic, B A S I C, complexity, C O M. P L E X I T Y. All right now. And yes, very cool. You did say your TikTok was at my basic complexity, right? No, I didn't. Thank you. Okay. Wait. But yeah. Yeah, because I get confused with that. I know something is my basic complexity. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, okay. Right. Well, that's it, everybody. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. You, you better be like, all right. Let, let's cut it off anyway. But yeah, this is week 186. We'll see. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, aka Basic Complex today. Hashtag Verse TV family.
Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. 186.